0: Welcome into another episode of Betting the Pitch. This is Betting the Pitch number 199, almost at 200 episodes with your host, The Real Underscore G Warner, on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, wherever you can find it. Dumb username, dumb handle, but we're using it and we're sticking with it. Um, thanks to all the supporters, especially on Patreon, but everyone else who's been riding with me through 199 episodes. I appreciate that so much. Um, we are almost done. I think this is the third year of me doing podcasts on soccer, maybe. Um, Hard to put that all with COVID. Who knows? I'm sure it's zapped my memory like it has zapped a lot of other people's. But anyway, we're here. Season's almost over, which is really my time to shine. I feel like unfortunately a lot of my plays this week that I did not make all got to the window. Um, but I feel good about it. it was a good weekend last weekend and try to keep that going into the end of the year, because I feel like a lot of times the marketplace sets lines based on what teams need rather than who they are and what they are. Uh, and that's a really good situation, especially because we have the big teams that don't really have a lot to play for besides maybe the Bundesliga right now, because um, clearly there's a, a, a race at the top. Um, I will be going through the tables in almost every uh, league that I can even come up with. Top five European leagues, of course. And as always, we'll have an ultimate best bet end of show. Um, let's see. We uh, we might as well get going with this one. We'll start in the Premier League. But first, all lines quoted in this podcast. Receive BetOnline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. And use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1 thousand dollars so we're recording a little bit different of a time um this weekend because uh, uh, you know there's only one match on friday a, a sampdoria sassuolo match which sampdoria really has nothing to play for they've been relegated for weeks um and so i figured i'd try to get as almost i'm almost caught up on all the other leagues i just have the second half of osasuna and athletic club to finish from thursday um but everything should be pretty fresh so we're gonna go about as exact as possible through all this to make sure that i'm given as much information as possible um, and i'm really looking forward to it because this is the like i said the time to shine time to make some real money right now is the end of the year um, teams are on the beach that's one thing i want to address before we get into it i'm also going to give a shout out to the patreon supporters later in the show um, tell you a little bit more about that i have a pregame uh promo code as well but just What we're going through at the end of the year, uh, yes, teams need it. Like Hitafe, the jersey I'm wearing today, got a a huge victory on Wednesday night. Um, There are teams that are bad, that have been bad all season, that need wins and are playing better and actually have something to fight for versus teams that are on the so-called beach, more worried about their sunbeds or their vacation homes, or their vacation planning in Ibiza, as opposed to being more worried about playing a soccer match. Um, you might not really be that interested in taking that really tough tackle if you have nothing to play for. If your team is staying in the league, you're not going to have to worry about moving, relocating your family, finding a new club, et cetera, et cetera, because your team is staying in the Premier Division or the First Division or whatever you call it in whatever league it is. Uh, But there are other teams that are fighting to not go down. They don't want the relegation on their resume or CV, as they call it in Europe. Um, So there's a lot to to go through. And I'll try to mention that for each of the games that matters. But the mid team, I mean, it's one different from American sport is that um, the bottom of the draft, you're playing for draft picks here, you are playing to maintain your financial investment, at least if you're an owner um and it honestly makes it so the only games that really don't matter are the mid table clashes but we got a lot of spots for europe that are still up for grabs and uh you know might as well instead of keep talking about it we'll just get into it um it's a lot of you have been with me this whole time which i appreciate that of course and uh might as well get into it now and we'll start in england we've got all matches played at the same time on sunday so there's no uh, i believe it was germany and austria way back when that just kicked the ball to each other for 95 minutes um, to make sure that both were going through in uh, a European match, I want to say. Um, Euro, Euro Cup, I think it was, rather than the World Cup. But um, So a lot of simultaneous kickoffs, as they call them. Uh, Aston Villa are currently a half-a-goal favorite right now to Brighton with, Brighton with all the juice right now on the road. Over-under is three, juice to the over, all of the juices to the over there. Um, I think that kind of points to some defense slipping potentially and not being as... as into it uh, for this one, but we got Aston Villa with a very defensive manager and Unai Emery, um, and they are currently sitting seventh in the table on 58 points, one point ahead of Tottenham, two points ahead of Brentford. Those are the only teams that could be that could catch them. Uh, Aston Villa looks like they're in a European spot right now, European Euro, Europe Conference League, which is, is a big deal, I think, to their club. Certainly, the money involved and the prestige of playing in a European tournament. Um, they are four points behind Brighton, who who cannot be caught in this match, but Brighton. They also can't really catch Liverpool, four points behind. Um, certainly, I'm not – I guess this this certainly points to Assetville having a lot more to play for than Brighton in this case because um, literally there's nothing <laughs> that, that uh, Brighton can do. They're going to finish sixth. They're going to make a Europa League position. Great for them. Um, but they don't have anything else to do. So that could lead to some questions, especially after a really good performance uh, midweek against Manchester City. Uh, a a come-from-behind draw. Um, got fortunate with a late goal, chalked off for City. Um, awesome season for Brighton, really great, great performance. Certainly some of their depth has been tested lately. And they've been missing a lot of players, resting uh, Colwell in their their back line, um, really because he was fatigued uh, playing a ton of matches this year. And I do feel like there's a pretty good risk for a lot of Brighton rotating players. We've seen Purvis Stupanian play a ton this year. Um, which worries me because he's on my fantasy premier league team. And I'm, I'm very now concerned. He's not going to be in there. I would imagine goalkeeper probably still around. Cause uh, there's been a big battle with Roberto Sanchez who lost his job, to Jason Steele, and then, or Justin Steele or whatever the hell his name is. I might be confusing him with a Cubs pitcher who got shelled today. Um, but uh, I would imagine you also might see some rotation. The Welbeck played midweek. It's kind of been Welbeck, the the ancient versus uh, Ferguson, the young player for Brighton up top. I, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense for me to speculate in this podcast where it'll take four hours. But um, our Aston do have something to play for. I consider them the more defensive side, though. Brighton and their style under Potter and now under DeGerby is is really to have the ball the entire match and do the best they could. Um, it's caused big, big problems for teams like Manchester City, who've really struggled to beat them midweek, as we saw. Um, Aston Villa aren't really the team that's gonna really possess the ball a ton either. I feel like they're gonna want to sit back and counterattack you, which I feel like uh probably will point more to the under, if anything, in this one. Um, I'm not saying that's a guarantee because Brighton have been scoring a ton of goals this year. Um and and I got to say, I, I do feel pretty interested still in Brighton getting half of a goal, but they have the risk of not really having much to play for. And I'm trying to be a little bit more sensitive this year because last year I feel like I bet a bunch of teams that were better than their opponents getting um, spreads they shouldn't have been as underdogs and then seeing them just not even show up for a second. Um, so I'm a little sensitive to that. Hopefully that doesn't happen two years in a row, but I'm also going to be very, very cognizant of that and potentially try to steer myself away from it. My fear with that in this matchup, though, is Brighton might not defend the same way if they're playing with either with backups or if they're good players. that don't have anything to play for. They're less likely to, to go into those challenges and really try to stop Aston Villa. The nice part, on the other hand, is that Aston Villa might not have so many of those because Brighton will possess the ball and likely on the road will control the possession battle, which makes me very interested in them as a half a goal underdog. So a draw on the road would get you a full bet victory and also the under three getting odds right now. Next, I'll move to Brentford, hosting Manchester City. Brentford, a three-quarter goal underdog at home. Over-under is three. Juice to the under and juiced on Brentford at home right now. Brentford, as I just said, they're in ninth place right now on the table. Um, they are one point behind Tottenham, two behind Aston Villa. So a win here could get them um, into a European position, and I'm sure that's what they're playing for. Uh, full and four points behind them. They can't really be caught, but um, Brentford are looking up, and I'm sure this matters to them uh, at least a little bit. Manchester City, meanwhile, uh, they've got a lot of other fish to fry. Yawns are back, even though we're doing this at 3.30 local time, of course. Um, Man City are crown champions, have already celebrated, done their thing in the Premier League. They have the FA Cup next weekend, and then they also have the Champions League final the weekend after that. Um, so they've got a lot going. Um, in past years, there's been... Um, always questions about Pep Roulette and and Pep just having such a deep side that you never really know who's going to play. But ultimately in past years, he had played good sides and even with things clinched to try to keep people fresh, keep their match fit. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does that again here, which then might end up tipping the scales and make Brentford climb a little bit as an underdog. I feel like at three quarters of a goal, part of why I didn't play right in this midweek is I just even at home, I feel like I need a full goal to back Brentford or really just be against Manchester City. Um, I don't know that's a guarantee because I'm not really looking for teams that sit back and just let Man City run all over them because that doesn't go very well. But it doesn't really go very well betting against Manchester City in most cases. Except, I've, for some reason, had some pretty good success betting against them over my uh, my time in this sport. So I'm um, looking for Brentford three-quarters of a goal right now to climb to one. The juice certainly doesn't suggest that, but I wouldn't be shocked if that completely reverses as the bet. best teams in the world get bet and Manchester City looks like the best team on planet Earth. Um, don't know that I really have a feel for the total because I do feel like Brentford can score goals. Um, so under three just doesn't really appetize me too much next i'll move to arsenal hosting wolves arsenal one and a half goal favorite at home uh wolves with all the juice on the road over under three and a quarter juiced to the under um seems like a pretty big total arsenal are um stuck in second place um good valiant effort for them coming out of nowhere to lead the premier league for so long but injuries especially in defense Really caused problems for them. They weren't really able to overcome a bunch of wins that they turned into draws collapsing late. Uh, Wolves sitting 13th are on the beach, nothing to play for, can't be caught by uh, the bottom of the table and are in great shape to uh, not really care so much for this one. But uh, Julian Lopetegui will demand a lot from his players, certainly is one of those guys that uh, is expecting a lot from his guys. And um, we'll see what happens and kind of how this shows up. Certainly the total and the goal spread at one and a half. I mean, Arsenal wouldn't have been this big of a favorite, even I think in their heyday against Wolves this season, they they might've been, but I feel like be less likely. Um, And, the thing that I, I trust with Wolves is for them to give a good physical effort. I am a little concerned that might be uh, a little bit less likely to happen considering their position in the table. I don't think that they have a ton of pride to try to go on the road to Arsenal and fight and try to defend for 90 minutes. That does worry me. Uh, if you're backing Wolves as a side, it also back worries me if you're backing yonder. under. I feel like that's probably my bigger interest, though, on this matchup is under three and a quarter as you get an extra goal and uh, three quarters to play with on the total. Uh, I don't think that Wolves are very likely to contribute. Arsenal have been really good at keeping clean sheets or, or at least keeping low-scoring matches on the road. At home, it's been a little bit more wide open. Uh, I would expect Wolves to play defensively. I don't know necessarily that I like the side, which unfortunately means me makes me like the total less. But if I had to pick something, I'll go under three and a quarter in that one. Chelsea then hosts Newcastle. Chelsea, a quarter goal underdog at home. I mean, amazing to see Chelsea underdogs to Newcastle who have barely stayed in the league for what feels like a decade. Um, But that's here we here we are. That's where we are at this point. Uh, I don't really feel like so. I guess to say where Chelsea are, they're sitting 12th in the table. Um, They got nothing to play for at all. Uh, Newcastle have already clinched Champions League. Um, So there's a whole lot of nothing to play for here, I guess, positions for next year. But um, I don't know how much this matters with Pochettino coming in at, at Chelsea. Eddie Howe should be sticking around and he probably knows what he's getting from Newcastle and playing a bunch better. Um, but ultimately, I mean, they probably are focused on, I mean, their brief vacation before they start getting ready for Champions League next year and really trying to train to make sure they have a spot in the team. Um, That makes me lean to Chelsea, but I'm not backing them literally for years probably. I I think I'm still very interested in fading them as much as possible next year after pretty much doing it every week as a favorite for the past three or four months, it feels like. Uh, I think I'm most interested in the under here at two and three quarters. Um, The performance by Wesley Fofana yesterday and completely just handing two goals to Manchester United on a silver platter in a four-minute span in the second half was brutal, but that's what it took to lose a total as Chelsea were had so many good chances, but could not find the net as they have in all season. I don't expect that to change right now. The over-unders two and three quarters is very juicy the over Um, potentially going to get a three before this kicks off. I'm looking for that. And I'd like to get back in there and try to make that money back. It is not the same type of feeling. I'm not chasing by any means, but I do feel like Chelsea are an under team that keep the gift that keeps on giving. They've had a few overs recently, but they're still a team I don't believe to score. I think Newcastle have, uh, more trouble scoring than it really looks like with their results this year. Um, they're actually a team I'm looking to be against next year, depending on exactly who they who they acquire, because they're probably going to go nuts in the transfer window, going to Champions League with all the Saudi Arabia oil money. But um, waiting until I get three, and uh, we'll see what happens if we get that. Leeds then host Tottenham, currently a, a big battle for Leeds in the relegation picture. Uh, Leeds a pick them right now at home, Tottenham with all the juice. Over/under is three and a quarter, juiced heavily to the under. All the juice there. Um, I'm hoping that Leeds move to home underdog. I really don't like them, <laughs> I gotta say, but uh, I really like Tottenham less, and especially have no idea what Tottenham really are looking for. Tottenham, I guess they they are playing for something too, trying to leapfrog Aston Villa. But a Villa win means Tottenham are going to finish eighth. I don't know if that would mean a a. I mean, could it be a Conference League position? I'm not sure because. Uh, Manchester United and City will both be taking a position. Maybe that's why it's extended out to seventh right now. Uh, We'll see with Russia still banned from European competitions and UEFA. Who knows what's going to happen next year with that. But so Tottenham could jump over Aston Villa. So that's something to play for at least. And I'm sure they want to finish above Brentford, but probably doesn't mean too much to them. Uh, Anyway, Leeds on the other side. They are uh, in the relegation positions right now. Second from bottom, negative 27 goal differential. They need to win. Um, they're going to be going all out to win. So that tells me that under is really not going to do it here because Tottenham have really not had any interest in defending for a very long time, uh, even going ahead on Brentford last weekend and still losing 3-1 uh, at home. Not a great showing to say the least, but uh, I think my my interest here is Leeds. They uh, are an underdog. They're plus 109 at Pickham right now, so you'd push. If they drew, I'm waiting to see if a quarter pops and that's probably something I'm going to play because I'm very interested in playing at Tottenham. I think the the Leeds United crowd will be huge. Uh, A win doesn't necessarily get them out of because they're nine goals differential behind Leicester City. Um, Leicester are certainly if they win as well, that could then mean make anything Leeds do. Uh, meaningless, unfortunately. And Everton on 33 points, the only other team that could get relegated, one of those three big clubs is going back down. Um, will be will be wild, but uh, also is why we watch these games and why they matter so much and why they're so interesting to me. Uh, speaking of Leicester, next on the list, we have Leicester, a half a goal favorite at home to West Ham over-unders two and three quarters, heavily juiced to the over, a little more juice than West Ham on the road right now. Um, West Ham have the Europa Conference League final on their mind. Against Fiorentina, they are safe. They have nothing really to play for besides the idea that they just want to be as sharp as possible moving forward. Um, They play a defensive brand of football anyway. They have a pretty deep squad from a lot of acquisitions they made during the season. Um, I clearly like them as a better team because they're going to be in this league next year. They've had a lot of success in Europe. Uh, On the other side, Leicester City with Dean Smith, who is really not a great manager, I got to say. Kind of amazed that he was brought in and they didn't just stick with Brendan Rodgers, but I guess you can't keep the dead plant in in place because um, it'll rot everything else. Maybe I'm not sure if I just made that analogy up, but there we go. Um, I, I think Lester, as I just said, they need a win to climb over Everton. A point will not do it. Um, so they're going to be going out guns blazing, which I think really plays into the way that West Ham want to set up and counterattack you like almost perfectly. Um, I'm hoping that David Moyes will do his best to play his best players um, I would expect there might be some rotation at a certain point, which would then make the second half probably very nerve wracking. So maybe if you get a good lineup, you want to look at the first half, though. I'm sure it'd be extremely juiced to get any sort of quarter of a goal or something like that. Um, I like West Ham getting a half of a goal though, partly because I don't believe in Leicester. They've, I guess, been better at home as every team are as yaws are again back. Jeez. Haven't even got through the English Premier League yet. Um, I just don't know necessarily if Leicester are a team that are good enough to to face all this this drama and all the pressure. And, and I feel like as things start to go bad, the crowd will try to support them. But low confidence sides as favorites that need to win a match—it's um, never a really good setup. West Ham, I think you'll be able to see what they have and what they're interested in based on what their lineup looks like. If there's a lot of backups in there, then I think it tells you how much they care about this matchup. If it's a lot of favorites, there's still, like I said, a good chance there's some rotation that happens or substitutions at halftime or early in the second half. But with only five subs, you can't really make a ton of those moves. So you might get the best that West Ham have for a good 60 minutes. Unfortunately, only getting half of a goal is not a huge amount of safety, but... Um, that's the way I lean for right now. Skip the total. Next, we go to Crystal Palace hosting Nottingham Forest. Uh, Forest are safe. I was about to look that up, but I don't have to because only Everton, Leicester, and Leeds are the only possibilities to go down. Um, Crystal Palace are in 11th place. I guess they could potentially climb higher, but who cares? They're mid table two beach sides here, potentially. Nottingham Forest has been defending all year. We'll see how much they want to defend in this one. Crystal Palace currently a three quarter goal favorite at home with all the juice over unders, two and three quarters, split juice both ways. Um, I don't know. I guess I would like under here because I don't really trust either of these offenses. I'll put that on the list. I think I'd much feel much more comfortable with a three that I don't think we'll get. Um, I don't really want to deal with Nottingham Forest. Um, I, I don't I who knows. I think they've been celebrating uh because they were in the fight for a long, long time, looking like they're going down all year. Southampton then hosts Liverpool. Speaking of relegated side sides, Southampton only one relegated so far. Liverpool stuck and not gonna make a Champions League position. Brighton can't catch them, so they're gonna finish fifth. Very disappointing. We saw Mosala's tweet yesterday, or whenever it was, about how. Like it wasn't a time for uplifting tweets, um, because he was really pissed about not qualifying qualifying for Champions League. Um, it's a big deal for their club as well. Probably means they have to sell some people, things of that nature. Southampton currently a one and a half goal underdog at home with all the juice over unders three and a half juice the o juice the under. Excuse me. My only interest in this one is actually to the over three and a half. But um, I don't really know. Like Liverpool haven't played defense for a year, it feels like, but. I mean, trusting four goals in a match with one of the worst scoring teams in the league seems pretty tough. West Manchester United then hosts Fulham fresh off of clinching uh, a Champions League berth after beating Chelsea. I guess they are still fighting to finish ahead of Newcastle on the table, but I don't think money really matters besides to the Glazers, who are taking out as a dividend. I'm sure Manchester United currently one and a quarter goal favorite. Uh, all the juice on Fulham actually on the road. Over-unders three and a quarter, juiced slightly to the under um fulham are sitting 10th can't catch brentford can't be caught by palace not really sure what they're playing for either um yeah i don't know we'll see what lineups look like in this one manchester united certainly have the fa cup coming they just played chelsea i think on thursday this is a quick turnaround to a sunday morning match um i wouldn't be shocked if there's some rotation there so i'll put fulham on my list being interested in that one and a quarter um I guess in under three and a quarter, if if I saw a really weakened Manchester United attacking lineup, that might be interesting. I mean, I think we saw um Anthony get hurt this midweek. I imagine they're gonna try to protect Rashford as much as they can. Uh Anthony Martial has been pretty important to them up top. I mean, who knows what this lineup's gonna look like. There's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stalking lineups for a long time this weekend, it feels like I can already already tell you that. Um, I'll move on now to Everton Bournemouth last match of the list uh in England, and of course give one of these as a selection from ultimate best bet. Um Everton currently a one goal favorite with all the juice right now. Over under two and three-quarters juice to be over. Um Bournemouth safe, have played a counter-attacking the hallway. Don't expect them to play any different. Uh Everton also want to play that way, which doesn't really fit very well. Two teams that don't really want the ball. Um, but Everton certainly will because they're going to try to go score goals. They're going to use their big crowd against them. Bournemouth have one leg on the sand on the beach right now. Um, that does worry me a little bit, though. I think that Sean Dyche, um, once he takes a lead, as Everton are favored here, I don't really trust them to do much because I think they're terrible. But they're also in this relegation fight for a reason. Um, I feel like under is the way I'm most interested. I, I like if it, especially if it climbs three. I think the push on three would be very important. Um I just don't think that Everton will really do much. I feel like when they go up 1-0, let's say they do, uh I think there's a good chance that they're still playing a very defensive brand of football and trying to hold on to that result, especially cuz on 33 points I think they are if they get a draw, they'll be unfortunately they I mean they're better than Leeds in point in goal differential, but they're way behind City. So, um they're probably they probably have to play for a win. And I don't know that you can really go in the middle of a match in the 63rd minute, be sitting back and def- defending, hear about Leicester City taking the lead, who have a better goal differential and potentially could send Everton down. Um, Lester City also going ahead, and then you're like, okay, flip the switch, and then we're going to go play offense again. I think Everton are going to go try to win this match, but. Um, even at, at two nil, I think they go very conservative and that makes that third goal. Uh, if you get a push there on an under very, very important. So I guess that's, that's probably what I'm, I'm holding out for in that type of scenario. Of course, everything I'm, I'm going through I'm, off the top of my head right now is not guaranteed to happen by any means, but, um, just something that I, I think is possible and, uh, might be something we see, um, coming on Sunday morning in the English premier league. Uh, in terms of best bets, um, I'm going to go. It's tough because I, I want teams to actually care uh, and not, there's not a lot of matchups here where both teams will are guaranteed to care. Uh, I think West Ham are on the list, but I'm a little concerned that they're going to play a really weak lineup. And, and so that would make a half of a goal locking it in now. And this podcast seem pretty foolish. So I'm going to go with the Chelsea under two and three quarters. Uh, I'm hoping that hits three by the time this kicks off, but um, I just don't trust Chelsea to do anything remotely reasonable or uh, passionate or anything like that. I mean, imagine dating a, a club like Chelsea right now. That must be the worst scenario possible. Been on some bad dates thinking about starting a podcast network about it. But can't imagine Chelsea would probably be the worst one you could even think of. Um, so I'll, I'll make Chelsea under two and three quarters my best bet for England. Now we head to Spain and La Liga. We have one Saturday match. Sevilla hosting Real Madrid. Currently, Sevilla, a pick uh, All the juice on Real Madrid on the road. Over-unders, two and a half. Heavily juiced all of it on the over. Um, Sevilla with a pretty lackluster draw with... Um, who was it? With El Che in midweek. Um, but took a red card. Pop Gaze suspended for this one. That's a... a Fairly big impact miss in the midfield. A uh, great player came over from o- Olympique Marseille. Um, on the other side, Real Madrid, um, what are they playing for? Who knows? Got a kind of stole a victory late, stole a goal early, and then gave up an equalizer to Rayo. And then Rodrigo had a really great goal. Uh, Vinny Jr. was was injured, but also hadn't been through so much over the week that I wonder um, what's going to happen with him. Also going on the road, um, I'm really not sure if he's going to play. If he doesn't, that does impact the offense a little bit for Real Madrid because uh, Fede Valverde is quite a a, a downgrade to Vinny Junior, one of the most special players in the world. Um, no idea. Karim Benzema is probably playing because he's trying to win the Pichichi uh, goal scoring ro- record or, or whatever trophy in in La Liga, though he's behind. Uh, Robert Lewandowski just scores goals at the end of the games. So they don't matter. Uh, there are two matches left to go in, in Spain. So this is not a, a do or die type of weekend, but we're getting close to that type of situation. Real Madrid are in second. Don't have really a lot to play for Sevilla in 10th. I mean, I guess they're fighting for for something, but not really. Um, not a lot of jeopardy, at least to uh, finish in a uh, relegation position here. So I guess that's why they're putting this match on Saturday. Um, and Sevilla of course want to get ready or get as much rest as possible for the European final. Um, not a lot for me to do to the side at Pickham. them. Uh, even as Sevilla moved to an underdog, I guess that would interest me because Real Madrid are playing like they don't care at this point. Did get a win though, against Rio. I have to mention that far more than Barcelona have been doing lately. Um, and I, I feel like Sevilla an and over team, so I don't really want to go and deal with an over two and a half with two teams that might not care about this match. So moving to Sunday, Athletic Club hosts Elche. Che. Um, this is a battle of a relegation side, the first relegated team. Elche. I think the only one so far, Athletic Club. are fighting for Europe, but still can't really get over that hump, unfortunately for them. Uh, currently, Athletic Club, a one and a half goal favorite at home, over is two and three quarters, very juiced to the over. Um, That seems gigantic to me. Athletic Club, I just don't trust them to score goals at all, um, even against really bad teams like already relegated Elche. Elche have been a bad defense this year. They've played close matches. They've played really well ever since getting relegated, actually. I feel like they've probably been one of the most profitable teams you could bet ever since that relegation condition. Um, Don't really want to back them as a side, but I guess, I mean, I don't hate that either because I don't – I really – this is a lot of – just being interested in being against the Atletico Bilbao offense, especially at home in San Mames, where they get a ton of credit, they get a ton of crowd support and do nothing with it. Um, these are all Sunday matches, I think, start at the same time, noon or noon Eastern time, I guess, uh, or noon Central whatever. Um, or whatever. Atletico Madrid, uh, they host then Real Sociedad, who are still in a battle to try to claim their Champions League place. They're pretty much clinched. They're five points up with two matches to go. Uh, I think Virial do have a tiebreaker, but Sociedad would have to draw one and, and Virial win both to to qualify. And, you know, I guess it's possible because uh, Sociedad could certainly lose on the road to Tleti, who have been playing really well. Um, they had a pretty epic collapse against... Uh, uh Espanol in the midweek but um ultimately they're one point behind they already have Champions League locked in uh could certainly argue there's not a lot for Atletico to play for um which makes me very interested in Real Sociedad getting a half of a goal on the road um they have all the juice right now but even if they fall to a quarter I think I'm still very interested in Real Sociedad who I think are almost as good of a team honestly five points behind Atleti in in the table but um and Clearly played them at home in the first uh, go around, but haven't played on the road at Leti. So there's probably a little bit more of a difference between the two sides, but motivation I think is hugely on the Aurora Reales side um, I really love the Trudy Dean. It's my first soccer match I ever went to, so I'm a little biased there potentially. But I think there's some value also in the under two and three quarters. It's very juiced right now, but it's a really high total. For two teams that have pretty good defenses, um, I think there's also some value in unders when both teams have an offensive threat because the other defense has to uh, honor that and they can't just play up the field with their wing backs in the 18-yard box the whole match. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in both the, the road underdog and the under Barcelona then hosts Mallorca, nothing to play for, for either these sides Mallorca with a good win in midweek. Um, there were, I I'm disappointed. I missed the move from a quarter goal underdog at home to pick them. And I never saw the quarter again. So I didn't play Mallorca who I'd circled for a while to play, but you know, that's how it goes. Unfortunately in this world, I feel like missed the move. And uh, it doesn't make sense to buy in afterwards. Um, but anyway, Barcelona, one and a half goal favorite at home over under three juice the over. There's been a lot of rotation. Javier Aguirre sides. Certainly, this number suggests that will happen again. I don't really know why Barcelona would be favored like this at any point. Um, they've been awful ever since clinching the title. Um, really, they've been getting late goals by Robert Lewandowski or else they'd be getting shut out. Um, and. That makes me want to back Mallorca getting a goal and a half and also the under three. Certainly there's some value in uh, Mallorca as a side considering the way Barcelona have been playing. And that push on three is pretty important. It looks like it might even climb three and a quarter before this kicks off. And I now have an underdog lean and an under on every match on Sunday so far in La Liga. So hopefully we can stop that soon. Cadiz Thinho, Celta de Vigo. This is a big battle at the bottom. Celta, who have played really poorly and gotten no results lately are now back in the relegation discussion. Cadiz is currently a pick uh, with all the juice right or almost all the juice right now over under's two and a half very juice to the under um Carith are currently I can oh boy, didn't mean to click that anyway cadiz are on 38 points in the uh tied for the last relegation spot but are out of it based on I think a head to head with Real Valladolid. lead um and Celta Vigo are two points ahead on 40 points but like literally there's from 13th through uh 18th there's everyone's between There's only a two point gap. So uh, there's a lot that's potentially going to move on on Sunday. Oh, my God. I don't even know how I'm going to watch all these matches at the same time. Um, Regardless, with that said, uh, for this matchup, I think Cardiff are going to play a defensive brand of football. So the Vigo are going to go and try to be offensive because that's how they play. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a a manager change at Celta De Vigo, but I feel like it was only a couple of days between matches and two weeks before the end of the year. That'd probably be really hard to do or two match days, two jornadas as they call them in Spain. Um, I feel like uh, this is a, Really tough match with Celta Vigo. I can't back them considering how poorly they've d- been playing. Iago Aspas has been, not been healthy. He did come on as a substitute midweek, so maybe. Uh, and I think they got a little more rest. Wachadi well, played on Wednesday. I think Salta played on Tuesday. That's helpful, but they are on the road and having to fight a crowd in what should be a very, very warm I mean, I think Cadiz is probably going to be one of the hottest cities. They say Sevilla is, um, I think, because Cadiz is more uh, on the ocean. But ultimately, it's going to be super hot. Celta Vigo coming from kind of northern Spain, uh, I think, on a little juts out point uh, northwest of Spain, right above Portugal. So um, could be some weather value here on Cadiz as well. Um, I would love to see them move to an underdog, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and so I, I think I'm kind of stuck with just being interested in the under two and a half. There might be some fireworks, two teams playing to score goals to try to win this match. But I think it's really going two teams trying to get a point here. I think Celta getting one point up to 41 would keep them uh, two points ahead of Cotty, who would climb to 39. Um, and potentially would do enough for them, I think, to just get them a little bit safer instead of getting zero points, seeing all the teams below them winning matches like they did this week. Uh, next I'll go to Hitafe host as I wear the, the kit. Um, hopefully not a Segunda Division team next year, but I guess maybe that would make my kit a little more uh nostalgic or valuable. Who knows? I'm not really selling it, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway, Hitafe currently a, a quarter goal favorite at home to Osasuna over under is is too juiced a little bit to the over and also a little more juice on Hitafe at home. Hitafe uh, with a huge win, but also lost NSU now, I think to a season ending knee injury. So that's a big deal for them. It's going to really impact their scoring. Osasuna have not been scoring goals at all. Um, really. And they have really had a really awful run in La Liga ever since they qualified for the Copa del Rey final, lost that and then really haven't done well at all uh, in any type of way recently. Um, I think my biggest interest, I mean, I'm, a Little bit concerned because also soon, I mean, they are fighting for Europe, so they have something to play for. Uh, Hitafe really don't score goals. I mean, Omar Alderete, center back, who like couldn't find a place to play, been on a bunch of different clubs, um, including Erta Berlin, who just went down in Germany, um, fled there to get the Hitafe, and then are in a big relegation spat at the bottom. Um, I, I mean. If that's their goal scorer in a really, really big match uh, in the midweek, I I just don't feel very good about even the confidence from that helping them. They're currently sitting 16th on 38 points, whereas Osasuna are in seventh on 50 um, in the final relegate or final European position, excuse me. Um, I think Osasuna, one thing I can trust them to do is play good defense. I think a are going to do the same. So honestly, I'm even looking at the under two. Um, I would love to see a two and a quarter just to potentially win a bet. If this ends one, one or two nil in a certain direction. Um, but I just don't see a lot of goals in this one. So I like the, the road team, the under, um, all the same as add that to the list is yet another one in La Liga this weekend. Girona then hosts Betis, uh, two sides that are up towards the European positions. Real Betis have not been playing well. Um, lately at all um, they're currently a half a goal underdog on the road with all the juice right now potentially falling down to a quarter of a goal should have some good support in uh, I believe it's Catalonia is where Girona is but good luck because I always mix them up with Elmeria. Um, but anyway uh, Girona half a goal favorite um, they're currently sitting ninth one point behind Osasuna and uh, let's see seven points behind Real Betis who um, are pretty much clinched I mean I, they literally don't have to do it one point and Real Betis are through and into the Europa League. So they should be fine. Uh, just don't lose out and see everyone behind them win out, I guess. Um, so that doesn't really seem like a huge thing, but I guess they could certainly trick their players and try to convince them that they have something to play for, which maybe speaks to why they've been playing so poorly because they haven't had anything to play for regardless um, Real Betis on the road going to Girona Girona, their offense is never really that pretty. I feel like Real Betis has unfortunately been so, playing so poorly um, I do feel like a half of a goal is pretty big for them to give Betis though at this point. So I'll put that on my list, uh, that half of a goal. And I, I think I lean to the under two and a half because um, this week and really all season, I haven't expected a lot of goals except from the penalty spot, which is almost inevitable in La Liga matches, unfortunately. Ryo Vallecano then, t- then hosts Villarreal. Villarreal trying to fight for a Champions League position. Uh, Ryo are in 12th, pretty much safe. I mean, I guess they could see themselves potentially catching a European position. But I think they know that's probably far-fetched at this point. Uh, Ryle currently a quarter goal underdog at home, over under two, three quarters, and split juice right now. Um, I'm not a believer in Viral. I bet them to finish in a Champions League position. I don't feel very good about it at this point. I think my biggest interest, because I don't really want to f- play an under with a VRL side, is, is backing Ryle Viacana to play well at home, because uh, they care about that. Um, they also have a great counterattacking style that makes a lower budget, lower talent side um, really, really potentially vicious at home. I think Villarreal, they don't know any better other than go up the pitch and they leave themselves wide open to counterattacks. It's the Kike Setien way. It works against teams that can't do this, but Raya Viacon are one of the most perfect teams to play against uh, Villarreal. So I, I really like that home dog right there. Almeria then hosts Valladolid. For Almeria a quarter goal favorite to a relegation threat in Valladolid. But this is a pretty big one at the bottom, I think, for both of them. Overrunners, two and three quarters. have. More juice to the over. I don't know where people are expecting goals here. I guess Almeria played pretty well at home. Their defense has been a lot better at home because a, a probably because it's been horrible on the road. Um, but I think from where I sit with this one, um, ah, I, I just I don't know necessarily if um, I trust Almeria's offense to to put up a ton of, of goals and I feel like Vitaly. they're sitting in the last relegation position right now. So they're in big, big trouble. Uh, one point behind Almeria, certainly going in and trying to get a win. A draw would probably suit Almeria, though. They certainly want to get the three points at home and not have to worry about going on the road for the last match of the season. Um, vital lead though, they make big mistakes. I feel like they played really well against uh, Barcelona, but also we're playing a team that didn't seem to care or want to be there. Um, I, I feel like this is going to be a, a big, big moment for vital lead, which they've, suffered through and failed before I mean got relegated two seasons ago and I felt like it's kind of the same type of situation where they don't have the greatest talent and they make big mistakes when they're under pressure um I do feel like I I mean I probably shouldn't want to play vital lead on the road because they're only getting a quarter of a goal and I don't think it's going to climb from that so I think my biggest interest is the vital lead under two and three quarters um I I mean I guess I'm interested in the quarter but I I mean they unfortunately have not shown like they're worth backing as a uh as an equal team on a neutral site, because Almeria will get the boost from playing at home. Valencia then hosts Espanol and another big battle at the bottom, two sides that are in that fight for sure. Uh, Espanol on 35 points, three points behind safety. Um, That's going to be tough for them, but they're at least in the battle. Valencia uh, with a tough loss on the road at at Mallorca. They're on 40 points. They're almost safe sitting in 13th. only at, I mean, I guess goal differential doesn't matter because they do tiebreakers uh, head-to-head in La Liga. But um, we're favored at Mallorca. have been favored a lot recently on this kind of climb up the table. Um, Clue of the marketplace doesn't expect Valencia to go down, but it seems like something that could certainly happen. Um, currently, Valencia, half a goal favorite at home, over-unders two and a half, juice to the under. A lot of juice on Espanol on the road. Uh, the big fight back from Espanol to get the draw at home against Atletico Madrid um, I don't know how that's going to impact them on the road. I feel like they use a ton of energy and now go on the road and have to play in a really tough place to play at Mastaya, um, which hasn't really been that tough, I guess I need to say, because I've been betting against Valencia at home for a lot of this season. Um, but my I get, and the problem was with backing and under here. That's really about backing the nerves of two teams that are fighting relegation. Um, both are going to really resort to defense first. Espanol's defense has been horrid this season. Um, they've been giving up too many goals. I, I guess I lean to, rather than to backing Espanol, I'd rather take a little bit more safety and under two and a half, but I, I feel like that is a very unlikely card, one, to make my card here, because I just I don't really think that they are worthy of, of losing money on at this point in the season. Uh, it's a long, long year. And I don't want to end the year, licking my wounds, backing a team like uh, Real Club de Espanol, Deportivo Espanol. Um, for my best bet for Spain, I'm going to go with... Ryo Viacano, a quarter goal underdog at home. Uh, I just feel like that's the best one. Uh, I, I love the home setup. I think they're going to really catch out a Villarreal side. that doesn't really respect their opponents much at all. Um, I, I just feel like that's the way to go and, and do it. Um, so that's what we got. Uh, moving to, to Italy and Syria. Ah, this podcast is going super long, but here we go. It's what we're doing. We're going thorough, and we're going to win some money this weekend, so um, enjoy. Uh, we'll start with Slernatana hosting Udinese. This is a Saturday morning matchup. Looks like we have the normal uh, Serie A schedule, so it's not exactly uh, all the matches starting at the same time. Two matches left to go. Um, start with Slernatana hosting Udinese, currently a pickum A little more juice than Udinese on the road over just two and a half. Juiced to the over. Uh, and they're safe. Can't can't be caught. Uh, so that's great. Same with Udinese So not a lot to speak about in the table there. Um, not a lot to speak about at Pickham. I'm certainly interested in if Salernitana moved to an underdog. I've been backing them like crazy. Love Bula Idea. He's been so hot, like white hot, liquid hot magma style. Um, don't really have a, a feel for the total. Um, I guess I lean under two and a half, so that's a lie. Don't I do have a feel for the total. Um, but I, I'm more interested in backing Salernitana and I hope they move to an underdog. Uh, another early one on Saturday is Spezia hosting Torino. Currently, Spezia, a quarter goal favorite at home with all the juice in Torino on the road. Over there's two and a quarter juiced to the under. Uh, Torino are on 50 points. They are um, fighting for eighth position, which I, I guess could be a European spot. They're only two points back there, so they have something to play for, it looks like. Whereas Spezia are in the relegation fight. They're one point ahead of Verona um, with two matches to go. That's a big deal. Um, I think there's a lot of problems with Bet's, yeah they have a good offense. They're kind of um, big, big attackers that I think are going to cause some problems for Torino, but Torino are really great at possessing the ball. They don't score very well with it, um, but I think I'm most interested in Torino getting that quarter of a goal. It's very juicy at the moment, so I'm not sure it's going to be there until Saturday, uh, but I also like the under two and a quarter in that one as well. Uh, moving next to Fiorentina hosting Roma, um, both with European finals that are on their minds, but Fiorentina on 50 points, Roma on 60. Roma trying to get... Uh, I mean, they lose the Europa League final, then they don't get a Champions League berth. That's probably what they're most interested in, though. um, I mean, who knows what's going on with Juventus point deduction? I I don't even know what to believe at this point. Um, Regardless, uh, Roma, they're one point behind Atalanta. And so they're probably trying to jump them to safely guarantee themselves Europa League position next year. But like I said, they're more interested in uh, the other final that they're in. I don't know. Anyway, just go to the number of this one. Uh, Fiorentina, half a goal favorite at home. Roma getting, with all the juice right now on the road, over-unders two and a quarter, juice to the under. Uh, Fiorentina unders haven't been going great for me lately. I feel like Roma's the side I want to back here, though, is I think I, I think they're better than Fiorentina. Fiorentina had the uh, midweek Coppa Italia, which they took an early lead on, like the beginning of the match, and then uh, fell apart and, and lost. I mean, they're playing a really great interside, side, and Lautaro Martinez, of course, getting a double, um, wasn't too, uh, no, no, not too huge demerits for that. For Fiorentina, but I like Roma with a, a much easier, well-rested squad. Um, not having a cup final in the midweek to take that half of a goal on the road and look that under as well. Inter Milan then hosts Atalanta. Inter just trying to coast their way through the rest of the season. Um, but they're so deep and they're so talented. Currently a half a goal favorite at home with all the juice over there's two and three quarters. Uh, a little bit to the under. I'm not interested in backing Atalanta. I think I'm my days of fading this Inter Milan side this season are over, uh, unless there's something really appetizing next week. Uh, but I'm very interested in them in the Champions League final. Moving to Sunday, Verona hosts Empoli, currently in that relegation spot. Um, that last one on 30 points. Empoli on uh, they're safe off a big win over Juventus. We'll see how they respond to that. Verona currently a three-quarter goal favorite at home. Over under is two and a half, juice to the under. Um, well, uh wow. I think um from where I sit with this one, Empoli are very interesting to me. Uh trying to, of course, capitalize on that really good performance on a beach side does worry me a little bit, especially when this total looks as big as it is. But I think there's a lot of pressure on Verona. Uh, I don't really trust them too much. We saw Laz was it Lazovich, I think it was who looked like he was injured in the last matchup. So Um, I'm very interested in the road team and also under two and a half in that one. Uh, Next we'll have Bologna hosting Napoli. Uh, Bologna are in that fight for that eighth position. I'm not sure how much it matters. Napoli have already won the Scudetto. So uh, Bologna getting a quarter of a goal at home seems interesting to me. Over under is two and a half. to the under. Uh, Napoli have not really been the same team for a while now. Um, I'm very interested in Bologna, especially if they are indeed pushing for something. I think Napoli are just kind of... Playing out the motions, they probably want to play and play well, but um, ultimately I like Bologna getting that quarter of a goal at home. Monza then hosts Lecce. Currently Monza at Pickham with all the juice right now. Over under two and a quarter, very juice to the under. Um, That seems ridiculous. Lecce are, I guess, also in this relegation spat, only on 33 points, three points ahead of the last relegation position. So they're in kind of big trouble. Um, And I guess the market is expecting them to all of a sudden beat Monza, the best team in the world who covers every week. Um, I, wow. I think I've, yeah, Monza five straight unbeaten. I think they've covered in all five of those. I think I've bet all five of them and I've loved it. Um, I don't play favorites very often, uh, nor pick them. Um, Monza are currently more juice right now. Uh, minus 124. I bet online, but I really like it. We'll see if this climbs to a quarter before this kicks off, but hopefully this, the, I'm, I mean, I don't love fading this bet the Syria market. Cause it knows what it's doing and honestly feels shady a lot of the time. Um, but at, uh, essentially Monza are way too cheap right now. And I'm trying to figure out why, unless they're not going to play everybody. So wait to see lineups in that one, but that's certainly a side I'm looking towards. Um, and I don't know that I really like the under, because I think Monza can definitely score and let are going to have to open up and try to catch them. Lazio then host Cremonese who looked to be finally down Lazio one, three quarter goal favorite. Um, I think they've, almost clinched second place. Nope. Inter could still catch them. But anyway, they're in a champions league position over under is three, just the under. Um, I feel like that's my biggest interest. I think Cremo, they're going to do their best to try to be as competitive as possible. I don't really like them as a side though, which does worry me about playing an under three. Um, But Lazio have been playing great defensively. I feel like their offense has kind of been a little bit limited this year. Next, we'll move to Juventus, hosting AC Milan, last matchup of the weekend. Who knows what's going on with Juve, but they didn't certainly look like they handled the deduction very well on their trip to Empoli. Um, Currently, Juve, a quarter goal favorite right now. All the juice on on Milan on the road, over-unders, two and a quarter, juiced heavily to the over. Um, I don't trust. I feel like if Juventus take the lead, they're going to sit on the ball like they do every match. They didn't do that against Empoli and had to open up and then things got really bad for them. I expect that we'll see a response. Milan, they're in the last Champions League position right now, pending that penalty. Who knows how that's going to work itself out. But um, I guess I'm interested in Milan on the road, getting that quarter of a goal, though it's very juice right now. So it's probably something I should probably skip, (laughs) especially after Juve probably are rip-roaring mad right now. I'm probably going to look to play, maybe cut some heads off or something like that to try to make sure that they... Uh, get the result they need. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll put under two and a quarter on my list. So that does seem to be a little bit more interesting. Um, in terms of my best bet for the ultimate best bet portion of the show for for uh, Italy, I'm going to go with Roma getting a half of a goal from Fiorentina. I, I feel like the legs advantage on a team that I, I think is better um, does help quite a bit. So I like that a lot. Um, let's see. Next, I'll move to the Bundesliga, which has... So much drama. I mean, soccer is, is the best. If you if you are just tuning in now, you are, I mean, going to have a grand old time this weekend because there's so much that's on the line. And I would honestly suggest letting it all finish and try to watch it as on as many TVs or whatever you have at your disposal in front of you because uh, there's too much to watch and there's too much to get spoiled. I'm going to try my best to just keep my eyes away from any televisions. Um, so we'll move to the Bundesliga. All the matches are on Saturday morning, all starting at the same time. Let's go. Let's get into it. Uh, we'll start this first one is Borussia Dortmund Doltzman, no Mayans, 05. Uh, currently Doltzman, a two and a half goal favorite at home, over under is four. Wow, holy wow. Um, uh, these are my first time looking at these, obviously, if you couldn't tell by that reaction. Um, Mayans have been a really good defensive side that score goals by pressuring the other team into mistakes. Uh, Borussia Dortmund Doltzman are going to have the ball a ton. Um, they are certainly one of those teams that make mistakes. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty good setup for mines, though. Um, th- what are they playing for? Let's see. They're in ninth position on 45 points. They can jump over Eintracht Frankfurt for eighth place position. Um, but I don't know if that gets them a European position. I don't know necessarily that they would want to just like fall over and lose to a team to to win the title. I would think they'd want to play spoiler there. But uh, I'm a little weary of what teams are playing for if I don't know and I can't tell what it is right away. So maybe that's why this number is gigantic. But there's a lot of room for a good mind side who are pretty physical and and pretty um, tough to play against. Certainly some red card risks, especially on the road. But um, they could beat the crap out of Bruce Adultman. And ultimately, Bruce Adultman have never really responded very well to that. Uh, I think professional footballers, especially in Germany, they take a lot of pride in their craft. I don't think they're going to go in there and try to get, or they're not going to try, but I don't think they're going to be okay with getting whooped by Bruce Dortmund. And I feel like with so much pressure on the line, Dortmund are certainly just going to try to to roll this stroller over the finish line without getting hit, hit, hit by a car. Um, apologies for that analogy. you don't know where that came from, but we're live. Um, so I like mine's getting two and a half goals and I like under four, uh, getting odds, because that is just monstrous of a number. Um, wow. Uh, next, I'll go to Gladbach hosting Augsburg. Gladbach with one of the most miraculous draws uh, ever. Um, just two absolute guests from Bayer Leverkusen, uh, but they're a really bad team. Um, they are in mid-table, have nothing to do but refresh what they're doing for next year. Um, their visitor is Augsburg, who are on 14th on 34 points. Seems very unlikely for them to get caught. Stuttgart and BOLCOM could both win. Augsburg would lose. Uh, and then they would potentially fall to the relegation position, playoff position. So they wouldn't be relegated um, unless Schalke win by like 15 goals or something like that. So that's not going to happen. It would take a year for Schalke to score 15. They've only scored 33 this entire, entire season. Um but Augsburg, they're a bad road team. They've been a good home team that get points there because they don't lose there somehow. But they did to Dortmund last weekend. They're competitive, but um, they're also facing a, a, a match of Gladbach that have nothing to play for, That have just players that are leaving. And um, they've been looking like a dead team for a while. So, therefore, I might sweat through at Augsburg plays. I'm putting that quarter of a goal on my list. Um, I don't really feel like under three and a quarter while it's gigantic is something I really want to mess with, though. Because I feel like Augsburg could win this match 3 0, 4 0, or 3 1, something like that. Most of the time, if I'm playing dog and under, I'd want um, them to be correlated. I don't really know what Gladbach are going to give. And that's what puts me and gives me interest in Augsburg. Uh, Eintracht, Feinfluorth, and Host, Freiburg in a match at the higher end of the table. Freiburg sitting, um, losing the tiebreaker to Union Berlin right now, but tied for the last Champions League position. They're going all out for that, I know for sure. Uh, Eintracht, Feinfluorth are at home. On 47 points, could potentially jump and get into a sixth place, which would be a Europa Conference League position as we see it right now, um, but might even be better. They're also in the DFB Pokal final, which would get them a Europa League championship. Uh, if they win the title, that would get them into that, that competition. We'll see how that goes. Not sure what's happening there. But ultimately, currently Freikfurt are a quarter goal favorite at home, uh, all the juice on Freiburg on the road. Over under is three. Juiced a little bit more to the over. Um, I think Freiburg are going to go in there and try to be really physical and try to win the match 1-0. Um, I think Frankfurt are a team that likes to sit back and counterattack you. Both teams don't want the ball. Um, for that reason, I think I'm very interested in the under and also in the underdog in Freiburg, though. Um, wouldn't hurt me if it fell to pick them because I think there's still a lot of value in Frankfurt um, and at least a lot of motivation on that side. Uh, I think from where I sit with this one, I'm more interested in the under three than anything in that one. Uh, F.C. Colton then hosts Bayern Munchen. Uh, big, big battle at the top. Colton, nothing to play for really on 42 points sitting in 10th. Uh, Bayern, two points behind, really have to win just to hope Dortmund don't. And then, um, I guess they would win goal differential if Dortmund draw. Um, Colton, a one and three quarter goal underdog at home, uh, gigantic, but Bayern are going to go in there and try to murder them. So that's going to be hard. I think F.C. did go into Bayern and draw earlier the season, but. Don't quote me on that, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't have time And we're live. Over-unders three and three quarters, just slightly the over. Um, Surprise number isn't higher because Colin are going to try to press Byron up the, up the pitch. It's helped them in the past, though. Sitting back and just letting Byron cut you to pieces doesn't seem to work very well. Um, I don't really know that I have much of a lean in this one because I don't really trust Koln to score, and I do trust Byron, because how could you not? Um, Aubrey Leipzig then hosts Schalke Nolfia uh currently Leipzig a one goal favorite with almost all the juice right now they are stuck in third place nothing to play for Schalke have a lot over under is three and a half juice to the over Schalke they are currently sitting 17th automatically relegated the season ended today one point behind both Bochum in the pro- playoff relegation spot also one point behind Stuttgart and three behind Augsburg but they are 15 goal differentials worse uh than Augsburg so they need to win uh, a draw would potentially get them in a position if, if Bulkham do lose, but they're going to go for it, I guess. Um, I don't really know how Shaw could do that though, because they have been sitting back and fending for literally their entire lives. Um, and to even get in this position, that's how they've been doing it. I don't expect that to change really. Cause why would you change your strategies to become wide open and offensive because Leipzig will kill you. Um that's one thing they're great at is counterattacking and really doing quick, quick counters right up the middle of the of the pitch. Schalke have, have no real chance. They're going on the road to a place where Leipzig play really well. I think Schalke are going to come and play really defensive and then eventually have to creep out further and further the longest this goes without them taking the lead. Um, maybe if they hear results are going their w- way elsewhere, they stay in that little shell. Um, but that's going to be hard to say as well. I think my less interested in Schalke and Nolfia. Uh, plus one, I think I'm most interested in the Schalke total, which would be under three and a half. Um, though I do feel like this could get ugly. I think Schalke are if Schalke fall behind one nil, they're probably still staying in that shell, knowing they need a goal, but they are much wider immediately. Um, and they're probably going to lose to Leipzig, so uh, that would relegate them. Uh, they need that first goal and then they go really, really defensive. So ultimately, if you're playing under, you're probably backing Schalke's aside too. I don't really think I want that. Union Berlin then hosts Voto Bremen, as I've said, already trying to keep their way or fight their way and keep their uh, Champions League position. Currently Union, a a one-and-a-quarter goal favorite at home right now to Voto Over-under is three, juiced heavily to the under, all the juices there. Um, That's a gigantic number. I don't know why that's so high. I mean, yes, Union Berlin are way ahead of Voto Bremen in the table. Voto are safe on 36 points, but they've been awful. They haven't been scoring goals at all this year. I feel like this is one of those... Um, play Werder Bremen, hope they lose by one, but it's very unlikely we're seeing more than three goals in this match. Um, also, I don't want to lose that total on three because I think it's way too high for Union Berlin, who even in their position, they're still not going to be going out like crazy, trying to score goals until the end of the match when they know they're losing out on Champions League. Um, we've seen it before. They are a defensive side through and through. Uh, I think they trust themselves to win in that way. Werder Bremen have not been great defense, but I think that they are going to go try to play and go try to win win the match um I know that they're not very I mean they've been incredibly efficient offensively that's why they're still in this league though I think they are a great relegation candidate for next season um that might make me stay away from that one and a quarter goal on the road but I do like under three a lot and that was something I was initially looking to play VfS Stuttgart then host Tiski Hoffenheim totally Stuttgart a one goal favorite over unders three and a quarter juice the under and a little more juice on Hoffenheim on the road Hoffenheim on 35 points. I don't think they're technically safe. Stuttgart and Bochum could both win and get to them, though uh, it would be hard, I guess, based on goal differentials for them to both be both pass Hoffenheim. So they're pretty much safe. Um, Stuttgart or not, they are uh, tied, but better goal differential for that last relegation playoff position. Uh, Stuttgart is a one-goal favorite. Seems gigantic. They did have a big win last week. They've been favored a lot lately, kind of like Valencia and, and La Liga. So they're in pretty good position uh hoffenheim i feel like our i mean they have sukart told manager so who's now managing hoffenheims there's a little emotion there i don't know that he really wants to relegate sukart but uh getting sacked certainly doesn't feel great i've been through that i'm sure a lot of you listening have as well um hopefully not but it, if it hasn't happened yet get used to it. it'll it probably happen at some point in your life um i think with i mean i'm interested in hoffenheim getting a full goal of insurance because i think there's a ton of pressure still on sukart they do have a big crowd behind them but a stadium that's like halfway under construction. I feel like it's impacted how they performed this year. Um, and I also do have some interest in under three and a quarter, though. I don't know that either of these sides are ne- necessarily great under defensive sides, um, which does limit my interest in the under a little bit. Volkham um, then hosts Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen coming in probably super angry after giving away uh, the game on Sunday, and then also getting eliminated from the Europa League. Uh, Leverkusen do have something to play for though, sitting in the last European position, Uh, All they can do is really lose it, though. They can't climb into the fifth position. Bolkham, meanwhile, are in the relegation playoff position. They know they need to get a point to uh, at least avoid. uh, Well, if they they both draw, I guess they are still ahead of Schalke. So if Schalke win, though, Bolkham, the sirens go off and they might go down. Um, Bolkham currently a half a goal underdog at home. Uh, Love backing them at home. Forever, am I I am interested in them, backing them at home, especially since a draw might relegate them, and which does worry me a little bit that they'll be pushing forward for a goal if they're in danger of getting relegated. I do think that Schalke are far more likely to get relegated, sitting in a relegated position already, and on the road at Leipzig against the side that they potentially have to beat, and I think it's going to be really problematic and difficult for them, Um Bulkham are one goal worse in goal differential. Um, One point ahead, which is most important, but if Schalke draw and Bulkham lose, then uh, that would essentially lead them both. uh, Then to Schalke climbing over into the relegation playoff position, maybe Schalke are playing for that. I doubt it. It's probably not enough. Uh, Bulkham. I do feel like they are going to play defensive brand of football and try to keep Leverkusen out. Leverkusen have not been playing well. Goals have not been that easy for them until Gladbach, who's been basically dead to the world. Um, that is not the case with Volkholm, so I still like that that half of a goal that Volkholm are getting at home right now. Um, a little more interested in under three and a quarter, but Leverkusen don't want to play low-scoring games. So that's probably something I can skip. And last but not least, Wolfsburg hosts, uh, just recently relegated to Berlin. Currently Wolfsburg, a one-and-three-quarter goal favorite. Gigantic. Uh, they are trying to leap over Leverkusen for that Europa Conference League spot or Potentially, Europa League spot we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, over under is three and a half, juiced heavily to the under, or a little more juiced than the under, not heavily. Um, uh, not much for me to do there. I don't know. Erta's probably gonna be crying the whole weekend. Uh, it's gonna be tough to see Kevin Prince boateng uh, really crying because he actually will be. Um, so with all that coming out, I'm gonna go with under three in, in the FC Union, uh, Berthe Bremen matches. I think that's. Just too high of a total, and uh, even with the circumstances, I just I just can't get there. Um, so last but not least, we'll move to League One, and of course, I'll get through everything else I've promised before we cut this all out. Um, let's Get the standings up, get that ready to go. Okay, um, here we are. So we move to uh, League One. So we have all these are Saturday afternoon matches, all at the same time. Um, which should be super fun. Still a ton of drama in France as well. Uh, we'll start with Montpellier hosting Nice, currently Montpellier a quarter goal favorite at home Over is two and three quarters juiced to the under a little bit and a lot of juice on Nice on the road. Uh, I don't really have any interest in Nice here. I feel like Montpellier have been playing great, um, dominant victory over against Nantes last weekend, which doesn't say too much, but no, no interest there. Leon then hosts Rams currently a on one goal favorite, uh, a little bit more of the juice Over under three and a quarter juiced heavily to the under, um, I feel like Rem can can hang around here. Uh Lyon are trying to march up the table. They're three points behind Ren, uh, who is one point behind the last relegation position. So Lyon are four points out right now with two matches to play. Um, Rems have had a great year, uh, but I've kind of tailed off a little bit lately. I do feel like getting a full goal of insurance from Lyon, though, is a lot. Rem- I mean, Lyon could certainly score, but uh, I don't know necessarily that they should be trusted to beat anyone with such a young team by so many goals uh, or by more than one goal. Uh, Toulouse then hosts Alger, uh, Big battle for Auxerre at the bottom of the table. Toulouse, a quarter goal favorite at home over under two and three quarters, juice to the under. Um, Toulouse were great last week, covered the spread for me, got a draw, thank you. Um, Alger are currently one point ahead of nalt for the last relegation spot, which is literally the only one that's up for grabs at this point, I think. Um, those are the only two teams that could potentially go down that have not been relegated already. Algiers defense has been awesome this whole year, but they're going to have a real, real fight on their hands with Toulouse who score a ton of goals. Um, certainly Alger could potentially just not do anything the rest of the year and don't look like they're going to beat anybody and stay up. But, uh, that's still something that's probably a little bit too, uh, concerning. I think Algiers played pretty well to hang around with PSG, get a, a goal to cut a two nil deficit to two one, cover the spread, but all ended up running out of time and losing. Um, I'm interested in share because they have something to play for. Toulouse are already Coupe de France champions. They have uh, European football and Europa League next year. Um, not a lot to play for yet are still favored. So that does interest me a fair amount in share Also a little bit of interest in the under two or three quarters, though, to be frank, uh, Toulouse are not exactly a team that are going to try to not score, but they were goalless last weekend um, and a lot points to that. Lons then hosts Ajacia, Currently Lons. Um, they are trying to keep pressure on their six points behind PSG. So unlikely with two matches to go for PSG to lose out and lawns to win out, but whatever. Uh, they're five points ahead of Marseille right now. with only two matches to go. They're very close to clinching that automatic Champions League berth, which is huge. And they're facing Ajaccio, who are the one of the worst teams in the league, uh already down. Long's a two and a quarter goal favorite and over under three. And I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. Uh Marseille then currently uh are ca- trying to catch Longs but need to win. Six points the next two matches and Laus to lose out basically, or for Laus only get one and win a tiebreaker. Uh, Marseille a quarter, excuse me, a goal and a half favorite right now to Bre- Stabrestois. Over under is three, just the under. Um, Brest are safe. Uh, they're going to play defensive football. I don't know how much they care, um, so that does worry me a little bit. But that's the way I lean because Marseille they've got unfortunately just they always run out of steam towards the end of the year. Uh, I can't really explain that too well. But I guess I lean to Stade Restois as a side and the under. I don't know that necessarily I love going into the Stade and uh, playing under, though, because Marseille can certainly score goals and doesn't make me feel good at the end. Uh, Strasbourg, who have almost climbed out of the relegation spot um, and fight completely. They're not completely safe yet, but they're basically safe. Um, they are hosting PSG, who have lead literally you just need a point to win the league uh strasbourg currently a one goal underdog with all the juice at home over under his three just the over um i lean to strasbourg at home getting that goal of insurance but i think i want more than that i gotta say because i don't i mean a, a single goal loss would be nice but if they're not going to give me any money then that's going to really leave me open for that kind of empty net style hockey goal where psg have a two-on-one or killian Bappe is running by himself on a goal goalkeeper and that just doesn't seem to Ever end well? Angers already relegated. host Trois already relegated. Angers a half a goal favorite. Over under two and three quarters. Juice to the over. Who knows? Who cares about that one? Clermont Foot then hosts Lorient. Currently, Clermont a quarter goal favorite. Uh, with all the almost all the juice right now. Over unders two and a half. A little bit juice to the under. Uh, Lorient have been, I think, a great team this year. As have Clermont Foot. Both sitting in the top half of the table. Um, don't really have much to play for. Can't really catch anybody climbing up the table. I guess is all they could really do um feels like a little bit respectful considering Claremont foot have have really struggled to score goals this year but they've played pretty well at home uh I'll put Lorient on my on my list as an interest at a quarter of a goal looks like it could climb to half before kicks off and uh I mean I don't think there's gonna be a lot of goals in this one just based on how these teams have played all year I feel like this would be a dead under coming into it but two teams on the beach that might be one you stick away from Leo host null in a huge huge battle Lille currently sitting fifth position, last European spot. They are one point ahead of Ren, um, but have a huge, huge battle with Nall who are sitting in the last relegation position, uh, on 33 points, one point behind all two matches to go. So it's not dead yet, but this should be everything that Nall can give. They're going to give, unfortunately they've been so bad lately. Um, looking at their form, they've winless in the last five, only two draws. Um, so currently, Lille, one and a quarter goal favorite. I have not really trusted their offense. They've gotten a lot of really lucky results. I've been rooting against them because I do have a financial interest in Wren finishing in the European position, and it's coming down to the wire. But um, had a huge comeback win last weekend. Lille did uh, against uh, whoever it was. I think it was Marseille. Um, I, I'm interested in Nalt. I just don't know where goals are going to come from. They haven't been able to score at all. And that's really made their defense, who just seem like they're dead, tired, injured, banged up, and guys are just playing through broken legs. So I wouldn't be shocked or pulled hamstrings or all those sort of things. Nicolas Pauwa has had like tape on his hamstring for like six months now, it feels like. Um, Alban Lafont, their awesome star goalkeeper, who looks like a French international, um, he's been making big mistakes. Just the pressure is really tolling. They just fired Antoine Comboire um who won coupe de France for them last year and uh, it's just really tough position I guess I'm interested in all because the number is above one um but I probably should not want to do that and i probably enforce force myself away from that one as well and last but not least Stad Rene host Monaco in a big big battle Monaco only two points ahead of of, of Leo right now so this is a battle where if Ren can win this they are all a sudden equal on points Monaco and might be their back door way into uh the a European position. Um, this is a great spot and great time for Lille to get through, um, get their three points and then uh, move ahead of Monaco and see these two teams fight it out. Um, I guess they're all playing at the same time. So you wouldn't get to see too much, but Ren currently a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now at home uh, where they've been much better at home, much worse on the road uh, over under is three, just the over now Monaco. Um, they were actually an underdog about this price, quarter goal underdog at home to Lille. So I would put them at three quarter goal, underdog on the road. If you flip flop uh home field advantage, that so feels like um, that was crazy. And maybe that's playing into this line a little bit. I'm still really upset kicking myself. I didn't play Monaco in that one, but Ren currently a quarter goal favorite look like they might move to a half. Um, I just don't really trust them. They've been killing bad teams, but that doesn't say a lot. Um, they've been much better at home and we'll have a huge home crowd. I'm sure behind them in this one, but I kind of say, I lean to Monaco getting Ben was, was back was huge. Um, and I feel like if this does climb to a half of a goal, it's gonna be hard for me to avoid. I don't really like under though. I feel like there's like there's usually goals in Monaco matches, especially away from home. uh definitely goals in red matches three feels like a little low to me honestly, um especially considering how many high totals are across Europe this year or this weekend. but uh I'll probably not make that my best bet, put it that way. uh I think my best bet I'm gonna go with. Oh, I think it's a team fighting right now, and I'm going to go Alger under two and three quarters. I feel like they are going to do their best to keep Toulouse off the scoreboard as long as possible. Toulouse, who knows what they're playing for. Um, I have a little concern that that Alger would go on the road and potentially send us over themselves scoring, but less concerned about that. I think there's more safety in two and three quarters than there is in that quarter a goal, uh, backing Alger as an underdog. But I'd probably play both if I do play this matchup. Um, actually, that's not a guarantee, but I feel like that way you're safe if Alger at least... Beats Toulouse and sends it over, then you, you split. But I think there's a good chance that Alger play this game really tightly on the road and make it tough for Toulouse to get a win. Because um, they, considering they are on the beach, don't really have anything to play for. So uh, I guess I'm going to go through, give uh, a shout out to the Patreons. If you're not on Patreon yet, uh, make sure you check it out. It's a very affordable way to get my leans and picks every day, live as I'm locking it in. Um, I mean, i got a bunch of people that are already there patrons. of Alex, who I guess is in between signing up. There's another Alex as well. Alex Cardenas. Thanks for sticking with me. But there's another Alex with no other name listed. I'm not sure if, if someone's in purgatory or something like that, or a credit card got rejected or something. Uh, and also welcome Troy Farmer as the new, newest patron. Thanks for coming in appreciate that. I mean, it's 20 bucks a month. You get all my stuff, which is usually out for 20 bucks or 25 bucks a day, uh, night before on pregame. So, um, get up to the minute things, everything I'm playing. Uh, I try to give you at least a 10 minute kick advantage before or head start before kickoff. So why don't you check that patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. Um, highly recommend checking that out, but, uh, for, for, for for pregame also plenty of picks still going out there Got a lot of great handicappers as well and i know a lot of you have come from there and i appreciate your support use the promo code wing 20 w-i-n-g 20 i don't think sleepy's calling me fat with this one i think it's actually because the wingers are a really great uh goal scoring apparatus in this sport but wing 20 get 20 percent off all listeners of soccer podcast good for seven days for podcast release keep our uh soccer podcast on the pregame.com network um by using the promo code, get on there, save some money, buy some great picks from other handicappers like A.J. Hoffman, Scott Seidenberg, who I work with on the Major League Baseball podcast. got plenty of picks coming out there. Um, and I'm sure there's season-long packages if you're into the physics of the world, things of that nature. 20% off, use Wing20 and uh, save yourself some money. Um, besides that, if you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, please leave a five-star review. It means a lot. Uh gets me up the, uh, the search bars and then... Uh, I think it's time to go through and, and give an ultimate best bet. So um, let me queue up the video so I can get this on Instagram as well. Of course, I forget to do this every time it seems. This is the real underscore G Warner on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, everywhere you can find me and betting pitch number one ninety nine is live uh, about to wrap up, but here are my best bets for this weekend's soccer slate. I like the under two and three quarters in England and the Chelsea match. In Spain, I like Rayo Vallecano getting a quarter of a goal at home. In Italy, Roma, a half a goal underdog. In Germany, it's Werder Bremen, a under three. And in France, I like Alger under two and three quarter goals. Now for my ultimate best bet in this episode, number 199 of betting the pitch, I'll give you Union Berlin under three goals. Uh, they're fighting for Champions League right now against a team that can't score goals. They like to play defensively. They're not trying to score a ton. I think 1-0 or 2-0 is exactly what they're shooting for. Um, A a safe win at home, using their home crowd to bunker in in defense, keep this as low scoring as possible, keep a clean sheet, and get into Champions League for next season. So go with Union Berlin under three goals in Germany for the ultimate best bet for betting pitch number 199. And I'll do it for this episode. I feel like I've been going on for over an hour. Yeah, one hour and 13 minutes. Thanks for sticking with me. I can't imagine anyone did this, but hopefully it's in double speed, so you're saving some time. Um, Love you all. Thanks for the support. And uh, we'll still be back for next weekend because we still got one more week to go. And then, of course, Champions League, Europa League, all that sort of stuff, wrap it all up. And I'm working on summer stuff and ideas for summer pods, potentially looking at some futures so we can lock in and make some money over the long term. Thanks for the support. And hit the follow button the real underscore G Warner. Love you all. Talk to you soon.